Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Best Books Ever. I'm Tyler, and today, a little bit of a bonus episode. Um, as you may know, we just finished talking about and reading uh, the entire Mistborn trilogy, Era 1. Um, and so I figured, you know, there's still something I wanted to cover. I wanted to cover the 11th medal, um, something I actually haven't read prior uh, to this. So that'll be, that'll be a first time for me as well. Um, and I gotta say, it's pretty cool. Um, but didn't want to make it a full episode because this episode's probably gonna be pretty short. And uh, didn't want to, like, shortchange uh, for the full, you know, like, Sunday release. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Lemon Metal by Brandon Sanderson. I uh, just want to say that because it is a new book. Um, so, yeah. Like I said, it is a short chapter, and I thought, I thought it was pretty interesting. There's definitely something, you know, because going into this, like I said, we just finished the Mistborn trilogy, the first one, and I've already read that prior, so rereading it, very cool, all that stuff, but I was a little hesitant coming into the 11th medal, because I'm just like, eh, is it going to be worth it? Like, is there anything actually interesting in this? And I think there was. It was just one, it was fun little tidbits um, that don't really continue on like past the trilogy that we just read but it does put some things into perspective maybe and you know you know just like fun little tidbits I think and I think that's all this had to be and being only 23 pages <laughs> that's really all it had to be is just fun little tidbits so um I mean yeah I don't have a lot of notes on this so I'll just run through all my notes I usually don't run through all of them because I normally have about 100 notes and I cut it down to like 10 but uh it's so short, doesn't matter. Um, one fun thing is that the picture of the flower that we see uh, prominently in the trilogy turns out to possibly not be the actual photo that that mare kept. Probably just a, it seems like just a recreation because in this, in this we see that Kelsier uh, is trying to draw it and we know from his thoughts that he's tried to draw it a bunch of times from memory. So even the thing that he gives Vin and Sazed or whatever, that's not even the real picture. Again, it doesn't really change any doesn't really change anything that much, but it is it is an interesting little thing where it's like, oh, that wasn't even the real one. And it makes it almost sadder because it's like, oh, he wasn't actually able to keep the flower that the flower picture that that mare had. I mean, unless he went back and like dug it up or something. I mean, like, I don't know, was mare buried? Is she burned to death? I don't know. Um but yeah, that's that's kind of sad actually. <laughs> but I mean, it just shows like how how much he was fighting for her, you know, and how he never let it get to him. Like, I mean, it got to him, but like he still always, you know, that little conversation you had with Vin, where it's just like, I don't know, others might see it as stupid, but I, that's what love does. Like, I I still trust her. I trust that she didn't sell me out, you know. Um, so that's great. Um, we learn pretty quickly, and it's not outright said, because it can't be, because this is something that I believe was, it, I believe it was written after the trilogy, but it's, it's meant to be read anywhere, so you could technically, it even says it on the first page, Brandon says, he's like, you can read this before the trilogy if you want, so there can't be any spoilers in there, but in hindsight, we kind of pick up on some things, right? So, like, um... Gemmel, a hundred thousand percent, is being influenced by Ruin. 
Like, there is no way he doesn't have some sort of metal in him somewhere. Now, I'm not saying that he necessarily has, like, a spike through his chest or something, but he must be wearing, like, an earring or, or some, some sort of piercing something because in the beginning, it's like, oh, he's kind of not sane, you know? And and whenever we see that, especially with Zane, you know, you know, but then also, um, you know, later on, we learn that it's a lot easier for Rune to take control of people or influence of people that are kind of unstable. So right then we're like, I even made a note, I was like, I think, I think Emil might be influenced by Ruin. And then he starts attacking him, which isn't crazy. Well, it's crazy, but it's not Ruin crazy. But it is like, we hear him like muttering to himself and he's like, no, not him, not him. You know, like he mutters to himself a few times in this. And I'm like, oh yeah, Gemmel. <laughs> Ruin has all up in his mind. <laughs> Which is cool because again, if you did read this before the trilogy, you wouldn't think anything of it uh, beyond that. But like now that we read it, we're like, yeah, Ruin. I mean, again, it kind of flushes it out a little bit where it's like Ruin isn't just focused on Luthadel. Like there's people all over the, the, the planet that he was controlling, you know. Maybe maybe a little bit here and there, but again, it just kind of fleshes out the world a little bit because we didn't even really see this place, you know, all that much. So, um, yeah, I also like another fun tidbit is it seems that Gemmel is the one that pushed Kelsier to kill, where Kelsier always wanted revenge on them, but even this, he was he was focusing way more on the mental or emotional allomancy, way more than the physical. You know, and so Gemmel's the one that's like, you can do that, but you're a Mistborn, and Mistborn are machines. I'm, I'm going to teach you how to kill, okay? I'm going to teach you how to be a one-man army. And so it seems like he was the one that kind of pushed Kelsier to be who he is or who he was uh, in, in book one where he can take people out. And he's also very ruthless towards the nobility and, and killing anyone who serves under them as well. So like Gemmel was the source of all that. Not, not the source of his hatred, but the source of how he executes on his hatred, which is interesting. Um, let's see, another thing, I don't think this was said, but it does tie some things together. Um, Kelsier thinks about how uh, he tells Gemmel and other people, presumably, that he grew up on the streets with the ska, but it turns out he didn't. He, he, you know, he grew up in a very nice place. I mean, you know, his existence was kind of hidden a little bit because he is a half-breed, um, but... He kind of grew up in a pretty cushy life for the most part, um, which I don't think was ever said in the in the series, which is kind of interesting to me because I think that changes a lot. <laughs> like, oh, this can be read before the trilogy, can it? Because that's, that I feel like is interesting. I mean, you don't, you might not make the connection until it's too late, which maybe what Brandon is, is kind of banking on, but him not being full ska is kind of crazy. Well, I guess we would have had to assume that because... You can't, you know, for, you know, for the most part, you, you can't, uh, have any elementic powers without having some noble blood. So I guess that's not the craziest thing ever. Um, but I don't know when, you know, as I was reading it, I was like, oh, that's interesting. But it does tie something together where I think this was a conversation between Ellen and Demu, where Demu was trying to talk about his, like, you know, Kelsier and in, in the religious sense with the Church of the Survivor. And, uh, you know, how, like, everything happens for a reason, everything happened how it was supposed to, to get Kelsier to be where he is, and whatever, right? And, you know, he's talking, talking, talking to Ellen about it, and he was like, why didn't Kelsier snap until the pits? You know, trying to push the, 
the narrative that again, he like, you know, God or the, the world or whatever had to make him snap at the pits because that would turn him into who he is today. That would, and again, all the puzzle pieces kind of line up in a specific way to get to where we are now. And it's something you can dismiss, be like, whatever. But even Ellen kind of thought about that point and was like, that's a good point. Like someone who grew up the way you, you believe Kelsier did, comparing it to someone like Vin, right? Um, and even like all the tragedy before that, like that he had to have gone through with his other thieving crews and stuff because Kelsier didn't start this like thieving crew life after the pits. Like he was doing it all the time before this, right? How is it possible that he was never in a position to snap before then? This kind of explains it, where he's like, well, he never really had to. Never really was. He actually was never in a position like that before. Um, so that kind of explains it a little bit, I think. Uh, what else? Um, Gemma randomly attacking him, I think, is really cool. Um... I think it's easy to look at it and be like, oh, Ruin is there, but I don't know. I don't think Ruin's influence really has anything to do with it. I think Gamble might just kind of be like that. Um, and it does sort of explain some of the ways that Kelsey would act towards Vin. Not as ruthless as that necessarily, but even just him leading Vin up onto the wall of Luthadel and then being like, all right, jump off now. <laughs> and she obviously doesn't want to, but you know, I'd, I'd be scared. But he's like, you either jump off or you have to go through the, you have to go down the stairs, but that's where all the guards go down. And you're going to have to explain to them how you got up here. <laughs> Again, not as ruthless as what we see from Gamel, but we can definitely see some of it uh, wearing off on him. Where it's like, oh yeah, you do kind of have to push. The best way, seemingly, is to just push them into the into the ocean and be like, swim, you know, you got to do it. Um, so that was cool. And then um, and then we have the, the fight scene where, where Kelsier does kill Shesler. And uh, yeah, that's again, that's kind of his first one, his first Alamancer maybe that he's killed, I think. Possibly. Well, no, because he fought out of the pit, so it doesn't matter. But like, that's a big moment for him, like fighting another Mistborn, you know, getting that training. Um it does seem, even if it's not the first one he's killed, it does seem like that's kind of where where the switch happens. Um, it definitely feels that way because by the end of the book, that is that that's that's literally what's said. Where he's like, he has a purpose now. He has this plan, and we know that the plan is the the budding <laughs> of the plan that becomes steal from the Lord Ruler or possibly kill the Lord Ruler. I don't know. I don't know if even he was thinking about that specifically that early, but um, yeah, so that's awesome. And then uh, then they live with metal business. The whole point of the story, well, not the point, but the 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 the, the title <laughs> of the story is the eleventh metal, and we see that Shesler uh, was was researching. He was he was looking into it. Um, he was one with the books. He was the one, you know, torturing those ska to test out. Or to maybe just find the 11th medal. We don't know where he's heard it, but um, that is the the research that Kelsier finds and snags away. And that's where he gets it. Um, so yeah, it seems like Kelsier's not the only one that was thinking about there possibly being more medals to use. And uh, I, 
I think that would make sense, you know, in in a world where there's metals that do powers, like, why wouldn't you want to test out other metals? Like, oh, there's got to be other ones out there. Like, do we think that we've actually found every single one already? It'd be at least fun to try, right? Try other metals out there. Torturing Scott, not quite on that page. <laughs> not quite a fan, you know, fan of that, but finding new metals is, you know, sounds pretty fun. Um, yeah, that is the story. That is all that is. Um, like I said, it's very fun. It just had like fun little tidbits here and there that, um, were fun in their own right. But then again, if you do read it after the trilogy, you know, seeing some stuff in hindsight is cool. Um, yeah. And that, that does explain how we got the 11 metal business, you know, cause there was a little bit there where I think it was through the lens of Sazed. We thought that maybe Kelsier just kind of created the ideal 11th metal like he didn't really find it he just sort of created that to like add to his own mystique and his own image um which for a while there we thought that too we were like this isn't real <laughs> this does nothing um but yeah so good stuff good stuff neat little story and uh yeah uh that's it so like i said if you guys uh didn't listen to the last episode which would be strange but i guess you could be well i guess i did maybe spoil some trilogy stuff so you probably shouldn't be listening to this before uh the episodes on the trilogy (laughs) but if for some reason you did or maybe you forgot uh the next actual series we're starting is the percy jackson series uh those five books in that series uh we're starting with the lightning thief and we are reading chapters 1 through 11. Um, yeah, that'll be the actual regular Sunday morning episode. Uh, as this one was a bonus one. Fun little bonus one. So that is it. Um, had a good time with that chapter. Let me know if anything maybe I missed that you like, that you want to point out with the chapter. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, until next time. Uh, read those chapters of Percy Jackson. And uh, yeah, that is it. Have a good day.